Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. It's uh, October 22nd. Uh, did I say Tuesday? I think I did. And that means uh, my sister Susan should be joining us. Susie, you there? I am here. I am here. You are here. I've come to save the day. Yeah, I, <laughs> I texted Susan last night and said, you gotta be, please help. I'm having, yeah. I want to talk about snot a little bit. Can we just get that out of the way first? Oh, of course. I always enjoy talking about snot. And in a pinch, I can run over and grab our brother's book on disgust and sure pull up several good paragraphs. All right. Well, that'd be good. So here's the thing. It's amazing how how quickly it reproduces. Do you know How much I mean? of it there is? Yes. Well, I mean, it's not all just, it's not all, I mean, like you you blow and blow and blow, and it seems, ah, I got it. It's clear. Two seconds later, there's a whole other, ba- where's that coming from? How fast does it replicate? Uh, well, it apparently, apparently our brains only occupy a third of the space we thought we did and the rest <laughs> of it, not. particularly as you get older is snot and you don't even and you don't have to even be ill to experience it i mean the first thing in the morning i can i can wake up and be absolutely breathing free i call it my my allergy to life and then i sit up and immediately my head is is just uh, you know my my nose is running if i don't grab a kleenex it's literally running down my face it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen that didn't used to happen i'm going well where same thing where is all this stuff what's it happening i'm figuring it must be in the back of my head and when i sit up it all falls down so I've, I've just assumed our brains are smaller. But As we get older, they atrophy, and we fill up with snot. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. I was, and yes, I, I, that, I by the way, to be clear, was bullshit. <laughs> I know. Um, but you do always have a uh, response to any question, whether it's bullshit or not. And I thank you for it. But it is just amazing. I mean, I'm just... Man, I'm a snot farm. That's all I want to say, amongst other things. Oh, God. Mm, I hope people are enjoying their breakfast. Um, I was hoping they'd already had it, but whatever. So, Suze. Um, yes. I'm so reluctant to get into stuff. Can we just uh, screw around for just a little bit longer? I'd be happy to screw around because, as I told you, I, you know, I was going to try and bone up to have things to talk about. And every place I turn, I just walk into another wall of, of horror and anger. So, yes, let's talk about right. snot. <laughs> well, I was sort of finished with snot. But let's... <laughs> it's not as, it's, snot's not as bad as, as other things. Snot's not as bad. Snot's not. Not as bad. Um, hey, guys, no. I just want to, oh, this is a, a call, a heads up to my, my uh, audience. Uh, the Lynn at PGH City Paper is up and running. 
So you can uh, go back to the um, email that we had been using. That's lynn at pghcitypaper.com. Uh, and uh, the more the merrier is the way I look at it. So I'm... Uh, you know. That's that that's lit, that's colonies for help. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, as you know, I'm a Jeopardy fanatic. Um, yes. And I'm increasingly blown away. And this is another indication of how I guess how old I am. That these smarty pants and they're smart. Obviously, these guys that get on um, don't know. Things that I mean, I'm just screaming at the TV, bah, 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 but they don't have a clue. There was, a, well, they do have a clue, and it doesn't do anything for them. Um, like a, a case in point uh, was uh, yesterday, and there was a picture up of Duke Ellington, and I can't remember what. Trebek said, but he said something about this guy was like the be-all and end-all of the jazz era or blah, 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 the big band. I don't know what he said. Something like that. Who is it? And um, the first, the champion uh, guest, I don't can't remember who, but it wasn't Duke Ellington. And then the next person, who, by the way, happened to be a NASA engineer, yeah. So, you know, like a rocket scientist, I believe that's what that's called. Yeah, right? I know a few. A okay. Yeah. Rocket scientist. She said Sousa. And Trebek looked like he was going to, you know, he said, They have a heart me? attack. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. And she said, uh, Who is John Philip Sousa? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Duke Ellington. And I'm like, What? What? And then the next two or three, they didn't know, and I'm screaming at the television. I know the, and it shows generationally what information right, right, right. falls away. <clears throat> because we were reaching back, we were, you know, we were barely um, personally experiencing those people right, ourselves. Our so to, to this generation, it's like saying, "Tell us the pop artists of uh, 1890." Yeah, you know, name all name the five most popular uh, singers and songwriters of 1890. You know, it, it that that's just not that's gone. I mean, we can look it up, but I forget who I was talking to. That's not in our personal experience. Yeah, I forget who I was talking to the other day, and they said, um, "Oh, so you grew up in the 60s?" And I said, "Well, I grew up in the 50s," um, and into the 60s, yeah, and um, they said, well, so that was like, I forget, so was that Vietnam or Korea? I forget which comes first. Yeah, they know, and, the, and yeah, but and World like War Two is such ancient history, the fact that you know, our brother is a war baby. Yeah, you know, I mean, and 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 you know, we we ensued quickly thereafter. But that's American history, and major American history, in which right. these peoples who don't know 
their parents or their 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 older relatives may have fought and died and they don't know well i i i just think all right not <coughs> well that's why i talk about this but, century and the last century a lot because i like to remind myself that i'm living through a cusp of time that, that people are really going to in short order think of the 1900s as that last century, the way we think of the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we've got somebody You're wanting to opine on snot. Excuse me, I just got some emails. Uh, uh, Kurt says, this discussion makes me think of pre-PC humor. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> because we're post PC. Well, Go ahead. No, okay, no, he cleaned it up because it was originally, but it's so disgusting. Did you hear about the guy? And then he puts in parentheses it was originally an ethnic uh, person. Did you hear about the guy who picked a 10 pound booger? This is not funny. His head collapsed. Susan? Yes, I'm sorry. I was taking the opportunity to choke to death. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's me being helpful. Okay. Yeah. It, okay, excuse me. But it's not funny. But it's the way we used to make fun of people. This is an ethnic group that was generally derided as stupid. So we're just saying that. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, my God, Laura writes, I laughed so hard listening about snot, and I was eating my bagel. <laughs> Did you have to blow your nose? <laughs> she says, I, too, grab a tissue often, but runny nose is side effect of my blood pressure meds. Well, and here's Ray on snot. Ladies, the Irish word for jellyfish is smoog air... Smuger la Rowan, which translates as seal snot. There you go. Snot, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we were talking the other day about, um, you know, how state birds um, are starting, like Pennsylvania state bird is the ruffed grouse, and uh, climate change is ensuring that the ruffed grouse won't be able to live in Pennsylvania in, you know, another 40 years. So a lot of states are losing their state birds because of climate change. And then we started talking about, you know, right. state birds. We have a state amphibian called, or is a state salamander, called the hellbender. And Susan, this thing is the most disgusting bottom feeder kind of a thing. And it's also called, another name for it, is snot otter. <laughs> Why would you pick as your state anything a snot otter? Because in bygone years, your legislature was funnier than crooked. Well, that might be true. Although I think that's actually a pretty <laughs> recent, uh, a recent development. All right. So well, um, in that case, it was to prove that they could do something, that they could, uh, you know, get something passed. Oh, God. <laughs> we have a call. 
Okay, yeah, I'm back. the caller is not on I'm the back. subject. I'm back. I think I'm done choking. Okay, if the caller is not on the <laughs> subject at hand, namely snot, they should cease and desist. Caller, go ahead. I can talk about snot. You don't have to. <laughs> you, you don't have to. I just... You don't have to, but that was very obedient. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I really didn't call about that, but I, it, just, it did conjure up a story. Um, when I was in junior high, my mom used to pack me uh, vanilla-flavored snack pack pudding in those cans, yeah. and there was a uh, one of my friends at our lunch table could very clearly describe it looked just like snot and yeah. to the point where I could maybe have a spoonful and throw it out. He was just so good at <laughs> I think he, was, he became a theater major later on. Uh, he what? He what? Later on? I didn't hear it. Okay. I think he became a theater major later oh, on. Theater. Yeah, obviously. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that little but, snot uh, reference. And, and that's now, not why I called, I though. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, why did you really call? Um, uh, because um, you were talking about generation yeah. history, and, um, and 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 I get like how we know old music and young people don't, and we got to forgive each other on that. History is another story, though. I really do think that is getting short shrift, or if that's the right expression. Yeah. In our education, um, did any of you? I'm sure you read the 1619 Project, New York Times, in about last a month or so ago. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. How come we? And didn't they know were talking about. Yeah, how come we didn't know any of that? We were never taught any of it. Oh no! And the fact there's no standards when it comes to history. It's like okay, math, science. English, maybe, but history, none. So you know the why? South has been teaching their own brand of history. But that's right. Because we don't agree on what it really right. is. We don't agree. So you, so recent history especially, and I guess you could say that be Korea and Vietnam, they don't get taught because it's still so incendiary a topic. It's another – think of the other you re, Do you remember – Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other thing. Slavery is not, t racism is not taught properly because it's too loaded, right? So we just learned things like uh, George Washington chopped down a cherry tree and did not, did not tell a lie and stuff like that. We just keep doing this mythological bullshit, which when you get to college, you find out you've spent your entire earlier 12 years learning a, a whole line of bullshit. Excuse me. All right, that's all I want to say. Well, you know, don't, don't you remember just a few years ago the big brouhaha, or maybe it was probably more like a decade ago, when the Texas Board of Education was right. determining what would and would not be in our textbooks? Right, right. Because they're the biggest purchaser. so Because the, they're the biggest purchaser, and they were just saying, no, we won't allow you to put that in our books. You know, we don't care if it's true. So the way we yeah, talk so, about slavery uh, the, and the, the Civil War. Anyway, caller, this was your subject, so what, what is it? Oh, well, the, the, the other, I, I agree with everything you said. And talk about that in the 1619 Project. Um, but also the fact that we really need 
two years of U.S. history because there's, there, I grew up, I went to school in the 60s and 70s, and they just run out of time. I mean, I can't tell you, I, I didn't know anything about the Vietnam War until I took, I mean, outside of what I learned from documentaries, stuff, until I took a U.S. history class, and it specialized from after the Industrial Revolution on in, at uh, CCAC, just because I was curious about it. And we actually had to do a report on, on the Vietnam War, which I was, it was all news to me because even in the 60s and 70s, you just, you just can't do it. I mean, we learn about the explorers and the colonies and, you know, everything you just talked about, George Washington and even the Civil War. But once you get to 1900, they got about a month to rush through. That's right. That much period of time. That's right. Every and year. And they just got to make it a two year class. I know. Every year I always thought, why don't they start? You know, why every year do you start with the friggin' pilgrims? We got the pilgrims down, okay? Could we start one year, like <laughs> let's say fourth grade, we jump already and we're in 1860 or something. How about that? So you got a shot at getting somewhere close to the present. Hey, by the way, I'm being told my volume I mean, is low and Susan is loud. It is. Oh, okay. Well, that's just me. Okay, no, no. I need, I need more <laughs> volume, weird, but... and Susan needs to be shut up. Okay, we'll see if that's. Better. Um, but it's funny because like we we all can we all know more about Christopher Columbus than we do Herbert Hoover, and that's not right. That's right. I mean, we should know. Yeah, it's. Although I learned something about yeah. Herbert Hoover anyway. yesterday uh, from the news. Uh, when Trump, excuse me, that's the first, okay, where are we in the hour? I mean, that's pretty good for him not coming up until then, and I'm the one who did it. But when Trump, at his insane uh, cabinet meeting, press conference thing, uh, said, I'm the only president who's ever, you know, uh, not taken their salary. What is it, 450000 It isn't, by the way, 450000 And... Herbert Hoover did not take his salary, presidential salary, uh, and, and uh, JFK uh, did not take it. He might have taken it, but he 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 just signed it over to a Donated charity, it. right? Um, so I I thought, geez, I didn't know that about Herbert Hoover. I think I knew it about JFK, and, but so sometimes you yeah, learn, I was going to say the 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 only thing I know about who, Herbert Hoover I learned from Annie. <laughs> you know, my son will sometimes say things historically, and I'll say, "How the hell do you know that?" And he'll he'll say, "The Simpsons." Right. <laughs> and this is how this is how we yeah this is how we learn. Well, it's a good call. Thank you. Thank you. Good point. Thanks. Have a good day, ladies. Yeah. Bye-bye. You too. You too. Yeah. Really. Oh, man. Okay, so I am, um, there is this other Lynn Cullen. I've talked about this before. There are actually probably a number of Lynn Cullens. I'm aware of two others. Um, One who's a marine biologist in Scotland, and the other who is an author, uh, fiction author. Um, I know this because 20-some years ago, I got the I got the idea. I googled Lynn Cullen and saw who came up and it was me and these other two women. And so I got in touch with both and I said, "How about coming on my show?" 
It's the Lynn Cullen Show. And the marine biologist in Scotland thought that would be a grand idea. And the author never deigned to respond. So I never liked her to start with. And now she is. I apparently got to Twitter before her. So if you go to at Lynn Cullen, you get me. Her idiot fans are following me. Not all of them, I'm sure. I don't know what her Twitter thing really is. And she's always trying to sell books or engaged in some kind of a thing. And my Twitter has blown up with all of these idiots um, talking about, oh, Lynn Cullen, how wonderful that you this and that and the other. And a few times I've written them saying, I am not Lynn Cullen. Check it out. Because they totally mess up my entire, uh, you know, what I'm wanting to look at. And it's been happening the last three days to the point where it's driving me insane. How stupid do you have to be to follow someone who you think is an author? And then when you see her tweets, they're mine. And clearly not the author. I mean... I don't even understand it. I don't understand how it happened. So that's just my complaint for the day. All you Lynn Cullen fans of the other Lynn Cullen, get off my Twitter! Seriously. Thank you very much. All right. I can tell no one cared about that. Um, oh, dear. Scotty... Bowers died, 96 years old. Good-looking guy, seriously handsome. I mean, back in the day, he might still have been good-looking. Do you remember this guy? He got into the news um, a while back uh, when he wrote a book. Because it turned out he uh, worked at a gas station in Hollywood. And he was, like, seriously a good-looking guy. And, you know, people in Hollywood... in positions of power would drive into the gas station and they would see him one uh who saw him was uh and here again this will be old people will know this name walter pigeon who was a marvelous actor and in fact is in one of my favorite films mrs miniver do we susan are you there she's not Susan, she can't hear me. Yeah, she can't hear me. So we'll try to get Susan back. Anyway, um, Walter Pigeon, and uh, according to Scotty Bauer's book, uh, when Walter Pigeon showed up in his shiny Lincoln and Scotty Bowers was filling his tank, so to speak. Pigeon said to him, hey, would you want to go for a swim at my house? And uh, Bowers did. And, of course, it turned out to be uh, more than a swim. And uh, he said Pigeon gave him 20 bucks. And that's when he started 
his sort of business. And his business was not necessarily for him having sex with stars. It was providing, uh, hooking up uh, gay actors with other gay people. Because back in the day, that was a career-ending reality. And no one has argued that he wasn't telling the truth about it. I didn't know Walter Pidgeon, though. I didn't. I always thought he was a man's man. Oh, well. Oh, he is a man's man. Ha <laughs> Ah, jeez. There it is. Um, anyway, uh, Gore Vidal, uh, who knew Bowers, uh, and was a close friend, actually, uh, called uh, Hollywood at the time, the, the studios, the, the heterosexual dictatorship. Hey, um, maybe Susan could just call in on the guest line. She can, yeah, or she, it's still hooked up. She's still connected according to the show. Yeah, but she can't hear me. She can try to call back in through her line, too. Okay. But she can't, okay. Uh, I'll drop a call. She can... Uh, uh, Try to uh, try to call in. Excuse me, guys. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, thank you. Um, and one of the people he he said that um, he funneled a lot of women to Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> and he himself had sex with Spencer Tracy. Now, when people, a lot of people heard this, they were just freaked out. Um, He arranged sex partners for the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Um, And at the time, a lot of people uh, knew all of this, but Nobody talked. Anyway, Scotty Bowers, who sort of wrote the book, uh, whatever. Barbara says uh, CBS Sunday Morning had a segment on Herbert Hoover and said this. He had been president for less than a year when the crash of 1929 happened, uh, initiating the Great Depression, um, which put him at the bottom of almost all presidential rankings. But he had been a brilliant engineer and a business man, and he had made a lot of money, many a fortune in his 20s. And he's also remembered as a humanitarian uh, for feeding several million starving Belgians. Traffic lights to milk cartons. Who knew? So we're learning a lot about Herbert Hoover. He's not the one-dimensional guy uh, that we sometimes know from our own lousy history educations. So there's that. I'm reminded that it's uh, 
the birthday today of my late uh, great colleague, Uncle Dougie, uh, Doug Hirth. Thank you for calling Collins Studios and Call Screener Line. Please enter your show number and press pound. Here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, enter your six digit PIN number. Yeah. Says, uh, Welcome, host. Well, you are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web so interface. Happy birthday, Doug. You left us too soon. I don't know. I guess she's not going to call back, huh? I don't you know, know, I'm here. Well, yeah. she's. <laughs> I'm here. Um, I'm here. Okay. Um, I'm here. Hello. I'm here. I am here. Oh, you're there. Okay. All right. Hey, Suze. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I've been here. I'm screaming. I'm here. I'm here. Well, here you are. So, were you here for all? Okay, but you said you couldn't. You couldn't hear, and then you could. No, there's a point right after. Right after I said something about Annie. Yeah. Um, my it went dead from my end. I could tell that I wasn't there, so I called back, and um, nothing. And then I called back again. Then I texted you, and then I called back again. And meanwhile, I tuned in the show to see if you could even tell that I wasn't there. So anyway. <laughs> well, you're here. Uh, I am. Yeah. So, Susan, uh, I, I guess we're at a point where we can't avoid you-know-who um, in the show. We made it for uh, half half the show. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I uh, happened to uh, tune to the top of CNN at 10 p.m. last night. And it was Don Lemon. And he re-ran excerpts from our president's cabinet meeting yesterday. Um, And I have to say (laughs) that what he played and and i mean these were direct hunks of the president of the united states at a cabinet meeting and it was alternately incoherent crazy terrifying um, and I thought, you know, then shame on all those people. No, but shame sitting on there all the and, cat- and yeah. enabling a man that's that's crazy. Yeah. To put the whole world in mortal danger. There they sit. How and, nuts are they? Well, listen. What what Lemon said is that this is not unusual now. That he calls these cabinet meetings. And the cabinet meetings supposedly have an agenda, which he does not involve himself with. He just goes off on a hour-long, incoherent, 
rant about how great he is and how he's maligned and how this is this is when he decided in what in this rant yesterday in the cabinet meeting that there really he's decided there really wasn't even a whistleblower that the real whistleblower is actually shifty shift Now, I mean, and what I'm wondering is, he also kept saying about, um, when he was talking about the whistleblower, and before he decided it was Schiff, he started with the whistleblower and said that there was not anything in the whistleblower's account that was true. When it has already been corroborated by a million other people. Right. Well, including him. Yeah, including him. Well, but it he, was a perfect but, call. Yeah, it was a he, perfect yeah, call. But he's of course, not a I did that. It source, was a perfect right. call. Right. But listen to this. While he's defending it, he wasn't even calling it a call. He kept talking about it was a perfect letter. He said that letter was perfect. And I remember thinking, what letter is he now talking about that? unbelievable thing he sent to Erdogan Letter to, to, to Erwan? No. Yeah, Erdogan. No, right. God knows that was perfect. Um, no. In his own head, he doesn't even know. So he, I said maybe he just, no. He went back and called it a letter again and again, and he was clearly talking about Ukraine. There was no letter. Although the president was telling his cabinet and all of us that it was a perfect letter. Um, then he went to the whistleblower and then stopped calling him the whistleblower, started calling him an informant and said, since when do we have to, uh, protect informants again, endangering this person if they're, uh, uh, ever identified. And then from there, he decides in his own head to the fact that maybe there isn't a, it might be shifty shift. Later in this incredible rant, I was taking no I was scribbling, writing things down. He said this. Why it was so good that he bailed on the Kurds. Um, and he said, I'm trying to get out of wars. We might be trying to get into wars too. Hey. <sighs> Literally, literally, I, I, I turned it around in the next sentence. He was defending himself on Syria, saying he promised to get us out of wars, and then remembers that he really does want a war with Iran. And so he says, we might be trying to get into wars, too. Uh, you know, got to keep our options. Yeah, I know. But listen, this is an insane, crazy, frightening, dangerous person that the cabinet. Well, all I have to say is, is when John Bolton is the voice of reason yeah, yeah. in the room, yeah. we're all doomed. Yeah, we're doomed. So every single person in that room is to me a. Well, I think is is guilty of treason. They're getting close, and they're definitely cowards, 
unbelievable cowards. Um, and they were all there. Our Secretary of State, our Treasury Secretary, our wonderful Attorney General. They were all there. And, oh, of course, Ben Carson, who delivered a prayer before the cabinet meeting began. Um, well, he and Jesus are just like this, you know. But I want to tell you. Her t- <laughs> listen. <laughs> what? What? And then I Oh, I'm I read, referring to Ben's no, portrait know, of, of him course, and of Jesus. I, yes. I read the New York Times reporting about this meeting. It in no way suggested that something was strange. It did say the president said this, which, you know, is like not quite, they never call it a lie. I mean, the New York Times reporting of this president is criminal. We need, like, this and and ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, well, I credit Don Lemon for doing it. Americans need to see this. Instead, our media is covering him like a normal president and pulling out every once in a while a little statement that actually sounds vaguely coherent and then doing their regular reporting around it. And that is not good journalism now. Americans need to see how batshit crazy this guy is and how craven the men around him i looked at it and ah, I, yeah i i just I, I beyond belief oh we're learning so much about hoover here's another one oh ha lynn <laughs> wants to know did hoover invent the vacuum too <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. But, um, okay, uh, hang on. Got some more emails coming in. Uh, Roger says, please, go back to talking about snot. It's less disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Point taken. Okay, so, um, oh, God. <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, we can, we can, if we don't talk about that, the next thing we talk about is probably just as bad. Well, I, I do. Well, I'm, I take, I take heart in knowing that 50% of the country currently, according to polls, uh, want him removed um, and I think, you know, that's before they've even, they don't need to be told everything because they've been told everything. You know, that's the sort of thing about, about all of this stuff happening in secrecy, you know, and eventually we'll have public hearings so it's all put out there. But they've already told on themselves so many times that I don't know what else there is to say right. except that they said, yeah, that's what he did, what he said he did. That's what he did, well, and yes, it is against the law, and therefore, boom. Susan, I was saying, you know? saying yesterday that they're, what they're doing is they are, if they absolutely say, yeah, we did it, or if they do it in plain sight, like Trump 
um, saying, hey, you know, I'll ask China, hey, China, you got anything on Biden right there in front of us uh, committing an impeachable offense that the, right. the playbook for them is to if you do your crimes in public. Then suddenly then it ceases to be a crime, crime because yes, I know. how could you do such a I mean, then it must not be a crime. It's like, you know, Goebbels saying, uh, if you're going to tell a lie, tell a big lie, an audacious lie, and just keep and tell repeating it, often, it. Right. Because a normal person will say, well, he wouldn't have said that if it weren't true. Well, he wouldn't have done that if it wasn't okay for him. He did it right in front of us. But he did it in 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 the... In the first campaign, I mean, when he asked Russia to go ahead and find more of Hillary's emails, he was doing exactly, exactly that. Exactly. And nothing happened to him then. No, he was elected president. You know, but I think we should celebrate that once and for all, Trump's uh-huh. state house put the period at the end of this investigation. Nobody, nobody did anything vaguely criminal, and everybody seemed to be trying to comply with all of the appropriate rules. And by the way, how much, it's how- Jared. It's Jared and Ivanka that use WhatsApp, and WhatsApp is the, is the texting thing that disappears itself, so is by its definition contrary to open, uh, you know, open open sunshine laws and open bo- Yeah. Okay, but here, here's the thing. And I mean, it, so what yeah, Susan's referring so. to is something that didn't get much media at all. Uh, the State Department's uh, foray investigating hundreds of Hillary Clinton's emails uh, uh, again and people who were even tangentially uh, in that, you know, receiving end or whatever, uh, they came out with a finding. Do you know about it? No, what? they came out with findings. No, there's the no findings criminal. The- there's nothing happening. This is the lock her up. This is the lock her up chant where it came from. And there is nothing you could even charge her with, let alone, and that came out of Trump's State Department. Even they couldn't spin it into a crime. How much traction did that story get while we're all so... Anyway, Susan, you were saying 50% want to... There's another... Didn't I just say that? There's another yeah, what? What there's was... another poll that shows now uh, significant defections from Trump among um, non-Republican constituencies that helped elect him in 2016, uh, namely, and the biggest one, white working class people, and spe- even more specifically, white women without a college degree. 40% of white women without a college degree, that's Trump people. Who are his people? Whites without college degrees. 40% now of women in that group say they support impeachment and removal. That same number, that group, was at 29% one month ago. 
29% to 40%. That's huge. Yeah, proving yet again that your average American is still perfectly capable of adding one and one and getting two. Yeah. Um, we have a call. The evidence uh, is there. The uh, evidence is there, and now they're watching his unraveling when they know they know to be true what they know to be true. Yeah. And you know, and I'm watching the trolls. They are. They're. They're. They're in trouble. I mean, because they have gone back to well, Hillary, and you know, well, Hillary, and I'm, and I. And and that and doesn't gain like them they anything. Have nothing. They got yeah. nothing to say no. in it, you know, for their guy. No, no, no. They don't. They don't. They, it's indefensible. So they just keep pointing fingers uh, somewhere else. And that doesn't gain them any support. It just maintains the support of the idiots who will never, ever, ever uh, desert him. We have a call. Uh, uh, caller, go ahead, please. Hello? Hi, Lynn. Hi, Susan. Hi. It's Mike. Hi, Mike. Can you Hi. hear me? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, the term isn't really lying. You all know this. It's called gaslighting. And women, particularly you guys, are really familiar with guys who do this to them. They say, mm-hmm. no, no, that's not lipstick. That is this. No, no, you're imagining this. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's ironic or telling that white women see a gaslighter when they know, they know a gaslighter when they see one. Yeah. They you know. mean they just know white men? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They know oh, white okay. men, exactly. Um, and it's also, ironically, what abusive spouses do. Exactly. To their, uh, to their, to their person they beat. So if you're an abusive spouse, it, it only matters how you feel, but it matters what they do. And it doesn't, so I'm the abuser, and my feelings are paramount. Yes. It matters how I feel. It doesn't matter how you feel, the one I'm beating, it matters what you do. You did this, which made me feel bad and hit you. It's exactly abusive behavior from a bully. It's like clinical. It's it's exactly what you see in couples counseling when someone's beating their spouse. Uh And now we know what Melania and... And all of his wives go through with gaslighting and him being a bully. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. I, it's, it's at least 90% of the uh, reason that Melania's face has set that way. Well, we, uh, right. you know, we, uh, uh, we are a nation now whose big daddy leader, who some 40% of Americans uh, seem to feel comfortable with, Maybe they all had abusive fathers. I don't know, narcissistic abusive fathers, so this feels like the way things should be. But you're right. We're living uh, like abused. We're living and reacting like abused uh, children who live in these households uh, are. We're anxious. We're fearful. We're angry. We're hoping someone will just magically come and rescue us. And others of us are doing everything we can to not anger him. And those are all the people around him. They're doing anything they can, saying anything they can so he doesn't turn on, so his wrath doesn't turn on to them, which is um, a, fool's, right. a fool's errand. So, right, the whole country now is living in essentially an abusive uh, uh, household. 
It just happens to be the United States of America with uh, Donald Trump as the uh, head of the family. Speaking of which, has anyone seen Rudy lately? <laughs> no, his attorneys have told him to, to hide out. Yeah. Finally, he's, he's a, listening he, to somebody. He's at an undisclosed location. Somewhere in okay. the, somewhere or, in or the he's, yeah, he's been disappeared. I would just I suddenly had a little flutter of worry for the boy. Oh, he might get off. Yeah, he to, sure knows too much. To an attorney, what would have to happen for Giuliani to lose his his um, license? Oh, he's done it. I, he's yeah. done it sixty five times yeah, over. Yeah. I think so why fun. hasn't he lost it? Well Well, I uh there's bigger. They're waiting for him. No, they're waiting for him to be convicted of something, and then he's gone. He'll get convicted of one of the thousands of felonies he's he's conducted, and that will be, uh, you know, grounds for losing his law license. Right. I mean, right. Billy Clinton lost his law license for five years. You know, I mean, at this point, every it's sort of like if you're an attorney, you you get to lose your law license for a while. Right. But oh. do you have to be indicted? Can the can the board just take it away? Because oh no! If there's, if the, yeah, you could absolutely. There are grounds within each state bar for dismissal, and and I think one of them is just you know like being disreputable. I mean, lying, doing a bad job, not representing your your candidates or you know uh, the, your your clients appropriately. It depends state by state, but no, you don't have to be convicted of a crime. Somebody does have to make the complaint. All right. Oh, well, so, so the go, bar's waiting for someone to make a complaint. So go make a complaint. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I mean, I don't uh, think they can take judicial notice. Yeah, ahead. you can go make a complaint. You know, um, hey, I gotta move on because uh, we got some. Other, thank you as usual. You're for welcome. The call. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, uh, we don't want to uh, lose sight of the fact that the creep in. Uh, in command is coming to Pittsburgh tomorrow. Uh, and he will be, yeah. yeah, he will be ensconced just a few blocks from where I sit now. Um, the amount of, uh, I don't recall presidential visits causing quite this much uh, difficulty, but uh, the local paper is saying that in addition to all the road closures that that happen schools are closing down now that i don't recall he's going to i let me see i mean is having trump in town like an active shooter alert why here's what it says 12 pittsburgh public schools will close for the day their high schools they're all high schools for some reason. Uh, and it says here, superintendent says, due to information we have received from city officials, the unknown impact of rolling closures on traffic, and as an additional precaution, we will close 12 schools to ensure students are not traveling through downtown during the visit. What? Yeah, they can't guarantee that they can get their kids to and from school. Okay, and here's the other. Here's the other closures. thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Um, this visit, uh, last time he came here and went to the same venue, it cost the city um, 
$164,000 in police overtime. They sent a bill, like every other city does, uh, to the campaign, and of course, never paid. They were stiffed. They were stiffed. And right now, because we're coming on to the anniversary of the Tree of Life uh, shooting, police are stretched because they are guarding Jewish um, facilities citywide. There's a big memorial on Sunday, and we, and and the thing is, is the cops are totally stressed. And this jerk comes in. I, I'll. They're starting to close roads. Get this at midnight tonight. Why? Anything you can't know. get anywhere near the convention center or anywhere around it. Uh, the cops are saying, if you can work from home, do so. So are you going to do your show tomorrow? Yeah, I am. I'll, yeah, I'll take the bus, and I think uh, that should... It, the bus goes right by where the uh, barricades will be. So I think, I think I'll be okay. I wouldn't try to drive, for sure. So the SOBs come in here, and uh, at our expense, all you good people of Pittsburgh who did not vote for them, um, we're going to be, God damn it. Well, the good news is, is maybe you'll break even because the money that the state doesn't have to pay per pupil of all those kids that can't go to school can go to pay the cops. Unbelievable. Oh, speaking of which, you know, we're, we're having a teacher strike here. Yes, I know you are. Um, and which is, by the way, pressed me into service. I'm I'm Nana teacher now, and because I'm here with you this morning, I am not reinforcing what my grandson is missing. Hmm. Well, you know, Trump tweeted today that the impeachment inquiry is a lynching. Yes, I know. And Lindsey Graham has come out and agreed. This is a lynching in every sense, says Lindsay. Uh, yes. Here they go. Unbelievable. Um, Bullies. Bullies. You know, owie, owie, owie. Anyway, I brought up the teacher strike because there's an interesting fact about it. Um, the, uh, the teachers in large part are asking not so much for money, but for, to get their support staff back, like librarians and social workers and school nurses. Um, and if they have social workers, they want them to be allowed to be counselors instead of substitute teachers, and that that has to be a rule. This is the sort of stuff they're asking for. And when uh, the brand new mayor that everybody championed, you know, says, sorry, we just don't have any money, and everybody goes, well, yeah, we can see that. You, you actually do a little reading. Well, here's what happened. The state coughed up almost a billion extra dollars, and the teachers want to see it. And guess what the city did, as, as governmental bodies are apt to do? They took it. They back their own funds out, so it's a wash. Yeah. They took. And when the teachers are going, where's the money? Where's the money? 
that we know was meant for this to spend it. They say, oh, no, we've been running at a deficit, so now we're just whole. Yeah. Well, yeah, welcome and, to the You know, it really makes you want to scream, and I have to tell you, everybody in town is on the teacher's side. You know, so I don't know what to tell you. Here's something just in um, when I was talking about how they the Republicans think if you do this stuff right out in the open, it can't be a crime. Listen, yeah. listen to this quote uh, from the uh, Senator uh, Kevin Kramer of uh, the great state of what? The great red state of Texas? North, North Dakota. <laughs> North uh, Dakota. Okay. North Dakota. And when he was asked by Jake Tapper whether it was appropriate uh, for a president to seek foreign assistance uh, to damage a political rival, he said this. It's not like Donald Trump has been exactly covert about this. There's great integrity in his authenticity. There's great yeah. integrity in his authenticity, which is something that he is a authentic crook. Yeah, and which he is, is something that people that. out here in the heartland appreciate about him. So he has these discussions in the wide open, and I appreciate that we have a president who's transparent and very clear. He doesn't do it covertly. There's great integrity in his authenticity. <laughs> That's where we are. Yeah. I want to point out before we go, uh, quickly, talking about some other leaders in the world, um, that uh, Trudeau in Canada squeaked by and will retain um, uh, his leadership position in Canada, but did not get a uh, majority in the uh, parliament, so he's going to have to do some wheeling and dealing. And speaking of majorities in parliament, Benjamin Netanyahu... Oh, I knew you were going there. Yay, yay, yay. ...was unable... <laughs> despite one can only imagine the arm-twisting and promises made to cobble together a government. And so now the guy who actually polled better than him is going to have a shot. Um, and odds are he will not be able to be able to pull a coalition together. So Israel is at an absolute political standstill and will have to have yet another election. Um, also, I want to remark on uh, the fact that Jimmy Carter uh, has been uh, hospitalized for yeah, another, again. another fall and uh, has broken his pelvis, which usually is not good when you're 95 years old, but this guy seems to keep beating the odds, so we'll wish... Uh, yeah, it's apparently just a hairline, and he's looking forward to recovering at home. Big deal! <laughs> he Big says, deal. He's he says go out and build over a house his eye. Yeah. And, you know. He's going to go out and build another house tomorrow. Who cares? So, um, And I also want to point out that for the second day, the Wall Street Journal editorial pages, I don't think the name Trump has been seen on them. So while if you want to get to some place where you can't, like Trump is not sucking all the air out of the room, it's 
hysterically the Wall Street Journal editorial page, which, like supporters of this president, can't figure out how to in any way defend anything about him, so they're just pretending he doesn't exist. It's so what did, did you speak about Mitt Romney yesterday? No, I didn't. I, you know, Mitt, I don't know. So, yeah, he's speaking out. Good for him. And he's got this. No, I mean. The Twitter account. I don't yeah, care. his Twitter account under Pierre Delecto. I, I don't, I, I just want, it's just the, it's just the name. I mean. I don't know. Don't you think it's interesting that he picked a name that sounds vaguely like a male porn star? It is odd. And he finally copped to it when the Atlantic asked him, is this, is Pierre Delecto, is this your covert account? And his response was, c'est moi. Um, he's had it since 2011. And he uses it to uh, defend himself. Pierre defends Mitt Romney. Right. Um, I don't. You know, there seems a lot of that going on. You know, Trump used to do that. Maybe it's a maybe it's a symptom of something sinister. Well, you know what? And something else. Who said it? One of the late night show hosts said, you know, uh, was making fun of the name, of course, Pierre Delecto, and he said, "This is like Romney, Romney, straight lace Romney's alter ego." And he says, you can just see him up late at night after he's had maybe a half a can of Diet Pepsi. Just <laughs> signing on to Pierre Delecto's and, uh, you know, and ha- going at it. <laughs> ah, God. Yeah, I picture it, I picture him sort of like in a Tom Cruisean white shirt and boxers sliding into the room as Pierre <laughs> Delecto. <laughs> All right. Well, as Republicans go, he's actually not looking as horrible as the others. So, Pierre Delecto, I'm I'm with you. Okay, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll see you soon. I hope the strike gets settled. I hope the strike Bye. gets settled, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And Bye. Uh, you guys, goodbye. Stay dry. And keep your head down tomorrow when uh, you know who graces us, disrupts us with his noxious presence. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.